Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast to guide you home into your human journey here on Earth. My name is Vivian Gerard, and it is my delight to co-create with Gaia and share our messages from Source in this now moment. Here we go. episode 419. It is Thursday here in Cincinnati. It is a little chilly outside. We had this gorgeous day yesterday of 60s. We have another day, I believe, on Saturday of 70s, and today it's cold. (laughs) So we are kind of riding the waves of spring weather here in this area. I have a title for today's podcast that literally was just presented in my meditation time and I'm sitting here unpackaging it myself going how is this all going to tie together and where are we going with this but I am trusting I'm trusting the message because that's what I do in this space so the title for today is coupling and when the word first just popped into my awareness during my meditation I was like we're talking about sex (laughs) because in my mind that's what coupling means I'm like I don't think that's what we're going to talk about today (laughs) and I looked up the definition after my meditation a few minutes ago and it actually means so much more than that if you are an engineer or someone who works with any kinds of mechanical objects um there's this fastener, this piece that sits in the middle of two pieces that brings the two together and couples them, brings them into fastening or connection. And I love that. I, I feel like that definition is so profound and beautiful and can be applied in so many different ways. So as you listen to my rambling today, my reflections, you can think about sex and how that applies to your sex life, or you can think about the act of bringing two things together and creating, creating a new connection, a new fastening process. Um, and you'll have the best time listening because <laughs> it'll be through your filter and whatever the words are will be perfect for you. So, so there's lots of ways that I would like to play with this. What I think started all of it I have been reading this book by Benjamin and Azria Becker, B-E-Q-U-E-R, and it's called Becoming with a Q, B-E-Q-O-M-I-N-G. And it's their story. It's their story of their lives, their story of how they met and this work that they're going to be doing together. And it's really uh, just a beautiful love story, and they are extremely transparent and vulnerable and share share what they've been through and and I love that I love being able to witness someone's full story and feel the trust that they have extended that it will be received in the open-heartedness with which they share it because that's that's how I try to live as much as possible is in full transparency and authenticity and integrity and and not hide things to to know that if you see me now in this podcast and you see me at the grocery store or you see me on stage somewhere in the future, it's the same, it's not the same me because I'll always be evolving, but it's um, authentically who I am and that I'll always be expressing my truth and 
and being as vulnerable as feels appropriate or necessary in the moment. Still having some boundaries. I think every individual, every human, every celebrity has the right to boundaries and privacy. Uh, Wayne Dyer is always my go-to example because he talked so much about that. You know, he would write these books and share everything that he knew and understood and go into big groups and just speak for hours. And then he would leave and he would go into his cocoon and his time with his family was his and it was precious. And he talks about that being his favorite way to celebrate, you know, to come into his own little inner sanctuary, inner circle. And the rest of the time he was as public as he needed to be for those people he was serving. Yeah, and so... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of words coming very quickly through me. <laughs> and so when I when I've been reading, I haven't been reading the book. It's the first audible book I've purchased because I really wanted to hear their voices tell their story. And it's so magical. It's so raw and beautiful. And oh, like they have had some pain and some struggle in their journey that has brought them to this place where now they can live so openly (laughs) so vulnerably anyway as I've been reading that book and listening to their stories they share quite a lot about plant medicine journeys and the ways that plants are teachers and a few examples from their own experiences with plant medicine and as I was sitting in meditation I thought well I've touched on that before I've I've mentioned ceremonies I've mentioned plant medicine and I don't know that I've ever shared an experience that I've had in plant medicine in this guy's love podcast and so I was just reflecting on why (laughs) like what's my resistance to that or uh, why has it not felt like the right time to share that part of my journey until this moment and there's there's several reasons One, those experiences, this is probably the top reason, those experiences in plant medicine space for me have been sacred and and profound and life-altering, shifted the trajectory of my life, opened me up to seeing myself, seeing the earth, seeing consciousness in ways that continue to ripple out and... And so I haven't wanted to share them because how do you share that? (laughs) How do you, I feel like the best way to share it is to live it and be that energy and integrate what I have in those experiences into everything that I do. And I, I have been doing that and I still am doing that. And so when I was sitting in my meditation, I had quickly watched just a couple pieces of last week's episode just to tap back into the frequency of what I was sharing. And I, I noticed how I said sober a couple times. I was like, what was the emphasis on sober? Why did I feel like I needed to say that so clearly? I don't usually talk about sober or non-sober. It's just not a thing. I just live my life and don't really share sober or non-sober. And I realized this morning, it's the contrast. It's It's the judgment I've had also about plant medicine space, about... I mean, some people call plant medicines drugs. I don't, I don't feel that when they are, when they are um, held with integrity and as a ceremonial experience, I feel like they're teachers, they are guides, and, and there's so many different plants, and I feel like 
humanity society is waking up to that as mushrooms become more legalized or even more talked about, you know, not as secretive. Um, and ayahuasca is talked about. There are so many other plants besides just those two. Anyway, so when I was thinking about sober last week, how I kept talking about that, and then here I am feeling this, um, what would the word be? Curiosity? No, it's not that. It's like transparency, feeling, feeling this um, desire to allow you to see another layer of who I am, <laughs> to express it. And, um, and the contrast of those two, to talk about being sober and then to talk about plant medicines feels very contradictory. And so I guess what I want to begin with is, is this um, expression of how I choose to live my human journey, <laughs> which does not mean anyone else has to do it like I do it, but this is just how I have found my way. I hardly ever drank anything in high school. I never smoked, never tried pot. I mean, I was clean, good girl. <laughs> Went to college, couple drinks maybe. Went to a frat party. The house stunk so bad. <laughs> I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> Didn't join a sorority. Came back from butler and worked for a while because I didn't have enough money to go to school and saved some money and then ended up going back to school but I was so laser focused on on getting my degree and keeping the money coming in and then getting married like drinking just never was on my radar drugs pot none of that and then I was busy raising children and being married and we'd have a few drinks here or there but it just wasn't part of my reality and then when I got divorced, <laughs> I was, was working for a construction company. Well, let me tell you, there's a lot of drinking that happens in a construction party. And at the time, the company was so successful and there were all these parties. This was, this was right before all the rules were put in place about what you could and couldn't do with clients and subcontractors and who could pay what. And so money was just no object as far as fun, fun, fun. And that's when I met my husband my new husband, um, Brad. And when we met, I, I was like, what is this world where you can go out and play and have fun and get drunk and like be rowdy? <laughs> what is this world? I've been so busy raising children. I didn't even know this existed. And, and so he met me at that moment as he was also getting ready to be divorced. I had just completed my divorce and he was right in the stages of separation and starting the process and so we had so much fun we were out we traveled a little bit partied a little bit we were just celebrating and and it was so much fun and so that's that's the person we talk about coupling and fastening two people together when he and I met that's how we fastened together it was let's go party <laughs> let's just celebrate life and we did for a while, for quite a while. And then, and then things were happening. A really close friend of mine died, and it shook me to the core. Um, I started doing energy work because there were just these patterns. You know, my husband will tell you I was obsessed with micromanaging and controlling, you know, the relationship I had with my children and trying to get as much as I could from the time I had with them because I was in so much lack. I was in so much fear 
that the divorce would end those relationships or connections I had with my children. And, and I was gripping so tightly. And so all these patterns were, were coming up and they were disruptive to me, to my life, to my children, to my work, to my husband. So we weren't married yet, but in this whole time together, we were, we were both just waking up and, and realizing like, we had some things that weren't great that we were both doing. <laughs> and so I started this energy work and healing and looking at like who I am and, and how I do things and how I am in relationship. And then I decided to quit my job and work full time in this world of spirituality and truth and energy. And almost immediately that was um, like, I think September, the following March was my first plant medicine journey. And I went from this party, party, let's go celebrate girl <laughs> to deep consciousness, the universe, <laughs> what is happening? Who am I? Why am I here? Like, ooh, it was this. <laughs> and, and my husband, because that was right when we got married, we bought this house, got married, and then this world of plant medicine consciousness opened up for me. And I, I don't think I was able to realize at the time, if you think about the coupling idea, you've got a little fastener in the middle and then two screws or nuts or something on the side. It was like we were tightly together. And then I started <laughs> like unraveling all the way over here. And he's just holding on to this coupling commitment that we had made marriage and the rest of our lives together but I'm off in this like alternate reality and and loving it that's the Aquarius in me a double Aquarius I was like what there's this other whole world I thought the partying was fun like this this world is magic it's magic and and plant medicines for me started to unlock the frequency, the DNA, the codes within who I am and, and validate for me that the frustrations and the limitations that I'd felt being a human were real. Like those were limitations I'd put on myself. The reality I was living was structured in a way that didn't support this ability I had to tap into universal information. There was a disconnect within me. And, and as, I, as I was working with plant medicines, I was able to bring that back into alignment within me. And so I was stepping into this fullness of, I know why I'm here. I know the stories I know. It's time to share the stories. I have this work to do. I, I can feel the planet in a way that I know I used to feel and, and I disconnected from. And so I, I want to talk about that and share that. And, and I'm attracting these people towards me who are also waking up and who are just having beautiful breakthroughs. And so I'm in this magical, glorious like, whoa, at the same time as my patterns are coming up and I'm diving down and spiraling into the fear that it's, it's such a process. Awakening is so messy and vulnerable and heartbreaking and also like so incredible and invigorating. And you want to keep, for me, I wanted to keep moving forward on my path. I wanted to keep evolving and keep learning and um, sharing 
but <laughs> here's my husband hanging on to this agreement we had to stay together and I'm spinning over here in all of this glorious magic and he's like what 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 is this what is this and um yeah we hit a roadblock we hit a really big serious roadblock that brought us into conversations of what are we doing and what do you want and what do I want and and how do we align if if we're going to stay coupled if we are going to be this little mechanical two parts that come together and are fastened and make a commitment to connect and build something together how how are we going to do that when I'm so far removed from the reality it's not that I was removed from the reality because I'm here present the whole time I'm having my awakening <laughs> I'm making meals getting my kids to school helping my daughter graduate <laughs> doing my work taking care of my husband oh we adopted a dog I'd never had a dog before <laughs> learning how to like be a support for a furry animal that I couldn't understand at all <laughs> we're expanding at the house doing renovations like I'm in the reality and simultaneously receiving all of this beautiful magical cosmic information and and doing the best I can to allow that to be expressed so I was writing books and creating content and starting the podcast like all these things were moving through me while I was trying to be here and it took so much attention that my marriage like it didn't I couldn't get it all figured out as much as I love my husband. We couldn't, we couldn't get it figured out. And so when we, when we had our roadblock and we came together and finally sat down and said, what, what is true? What is true between us? And, and luckily for both of us, thank God, both of us said this, like this relationship is what's true. And, and so we'll do whatever it takes. Let's figure this out. Let's come back together in a real uh, transparent, trustworthy, uh, like authentic way and see how we do this journey together. And that was two and a half years ago. <laughs> it's, taken, it's taken a while. It has taken us a while to couple in a way that feels uh, like so sweet to both of us. I know I'm speaking for my husband and I'm assuming, rub my third eye, I'm assuming <laughs> that he would agree with that. <laughs> Hopefully, if not, we'll have a great conversation about it after he watches this and he can tell me like what he thinks. But I feel like we are in sync so well and we just finished celebrating his birthday last week and and I felt the love, I felt his his trust, his ability to receive all the love that that I was showering on him that I called in to shower on him like he was so present for that and that's that's new that's um I feel like that's a recognition of the safety he feels in his life in this relationship with me and in the family that we have built together he could let it in and uh, it was so amazing to watch and to to feel like how how lovable he is and how loved he is. It was just amazing. So that, that was all going through my head <laughs> as I was thinking about this podcast and the title of Coupling. So 
what um, I want to share with you is the power of, of how I've experienced plants. And, and I feel like the reason sobriety came up, being sober last week, and then now here I am going, oh, I think this is what I want to share with you. Or at least this is what my guides are telling me. It's time to share. I feel like it's because the, the how would I even describe it? It's exactly what I was saying. The spin, the beauty, the magic that is consciousness not limited to the finite human experience. The access we have to truth and other dimensions and other realms that comes through plant medicine, that can become addictive. That can become almost like an escape. Uh, like I want to live in that world and be there and not not be in this reality and um and so that's a choice sometimes it's an unconscious choice or it just sort of is a default thing that happens to people but then they find themselves in this routine or habit of checking out of being numb of uh not not really feeling the fullness of this human journey, the ups and the downs, all of it, the heights and the depths, <laughs> they don't feel that because they just sort of hit this either plateau with like pod or um, some other medicines. And then they have the escapes, you know, those journeys that take them out. And then when they come back, it's too hard to integrate. It's too intense to be in the human experience. And so they want to pop back out again. And I've, I've seen all levels of that in the years, my first plant medicine journey would have been 2014. Is that right? 14? 13, perhaps. But it's been a while. And, um, and so I've seen and experienced and heard lots of different stories. And so I, I guess the disclaimer right at the beginning of anything I share is this is only about my journey and my experiences and whatever uh, you choose is yours to navigate and, and there's never really a wrong choice. I feel like everything that we, we decide to do in our human journeys is always informing us. I think I said that last week. Like I trust that everything is always in my highest and best good and, and there are still alternate pathways we can travel that may be more enjoyable or that may be more <laughs> challenging. And addiction is a challenge. It's a difficult, difficult challenge. And yeah, so plant medicines are cosmic and um, awakening and powerful and also something to be honored as highly sacred and, um, and not to be abused or... I guess taken for granted, just like with a relationship, you know, the more you honor and respect the relationship, the more the relationship serves you. The whole idea of coupling, you know, coupling with my husband, this agreement of fastening that we have to be committed to the same thing. And both of us are tied to the same agreement with this coupling mechanism in the middle. It's the same with any substance, any plant medicine. If you couple with intention with the plants, the relationship, the experience is going to be the most beautiful gift that you could receive because you're in such pure intention. If you couple as a, as a way to escape, you know, you're, you're going to have a different experience. 
And I can't tell you what that is. <laughs> so plant medicines are not for everybody at all. And, um, and that's okay. It's totally perfect. What I would like to share are just a couple moments from mine. A couple, couple moments of coupling. <laughs> I feel like the, the experiences I've had in plant medicines have, in ceremonies, have connected me to this planet, to Gaia, in a way that is, like, undoubtable, irrefutable, indescribable, <laughs> amazing, um, and it's permanent. Like, I, I have a reverence for Gaia, the consciousness of Gaia, for this womb that humans get to sit in, that... I, it brings me to tears. It is the most incredible reverence for this human journey. And, and I know that plant medicines were part of what brought me to the space of creating Gaia's Love, this podcast, and finding an outlet, an expression, a creative flow to constantly tap in myself to that love that Gaia has for me for all of us, and then to share that so that you're able to tap into that love also. So, yeah, uh, I guess I'll tell you a little bit about my very, very first plant medicine journey. Um, it was with a plant that's called Kana. It's a heart-opening plant, and, and I was in the midst still of my patterns trying to figure out how to be a parent and not control and micromanage my children from fear that they wouldn't love me or they would like their dad more or they would you know, leave me at some point and permanently live with their dad and not with me. I mean, my fears were so overwhelming and real and true to me. And my friend had just died and uh, just so much emotion was moving. And so, of course, that's what happens anytime you choose to connect with the, the energy of a sacred plant and step into a ceremony. You are in this co-creative energy with the plant with the people who are also going to be in that space with you, with the people who are holding the container, so like the container of the room and the home and the, the intention of the person hosting, like all of that infuses what your journey or experience is going to be. And so I, I was laying, we all laid down in a circle and took the medicine and then we were each sort of dipping in at our own pace as we felt ready. And I was laying next to my best friend, and I just remember rolling over on my side. She and I still say this is like one of our favorite memories we've ever had <laughs> together. I rolled over onto my left side. She rolled over onto her right side, eyes closed, and we just were right next to each other holding hands. And <laughs> up into the cosmos I went. It was the most incredible dual reality. I was here in my body, laying in this living room, hearing all the people moving around and having their own experience. And I was also traveling through the universe simultaneously. And it was the most breathtakingly beautiful experience. And I could see 
It was so gorgeous. I could see these prisms. They were little triangle prisms, and there were three of them. It was myself and my two children, and we were connected, and we were just dancing. Like these prisms were just flying through the universe, just following each other and dancing. And there was this sense in my whole system of, oh, <laughs> how silly. <laughs> how silly to think we would ever not be connected. <laughs> like, what? They chose me. I chose them. We're here to have this journey together in the human realm. Like, there's, there's no fear. There's no room for fear. And, <laughs> and then at the same time, right as we went into this experience, the very first thing I felt was my friend, Denise was her name. I could just feel Denise like wrap her arms around my body and just like hug me. <laughs> and like my whole body was just being held. Oh, like the love, the love of her soul and my soul. It was the most exquisite feeling. And I was just laying there being held by her energetically feeling her holding me traveling through the universe as a prison with my children <laughs> with my best friend laying on the floor in front of me and I was like what what is this <laughs> what is this incredible experience like I knew this was possible I knew that the everyday feeling of like getting up and going to work and coming home and making dinner like yes and <laughs> there's this other way of feeling and being and seeing and accessing love and consciousness. And we laid that way, I think someone told us later, for like two or three hours. We didn't move. I, it was like my whole system, my whole body was getting this reset of love, the frequency of love, moving fear out and this beautiful sacred plant was just working through my body and doing that. And it was incredible. It was incredible. And then um, my friend came over and was like, you need to drink some water. <laughs> and we sat up and then we had this beautiful conversation. And the whole night was just all these conversations with these, these people who had been called into the same moment of awakening that I was in. And so I came home from that. I would love to say I came home and everything was just better and done. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. Because then I had to figure out how to embody that, how to, how to be around my children, knowing we're always going to be connected and give up the patterns and the habits of trying to control them. That took me years. I would say I'm still not 100% relaxed <laughs> there's still this part of me that's like oh, they're upset they're having a bad day what do they need how can I help them you know wanting to go in and rescue and also this larger part of me through the plant medicine work realizes and my meditation work and energy realizes they are beautiful powerful independent souls here to have incredible human journeys and my responsibility is to love them and, and be there for them. And the rest of it is their journey. You know, they're both over 18 now and grown and, and they're on their path. And it's going to look messy, just like, not like mine did. Mine was messy in my own way, but they're going to have messy moments and they're going to 
feel like they're not getting it, just like every other soul in a human body feels like they're not getting it. <laughs> and so the steadiness I provide is the gift I give them, which I'm getting better at. <laughs> I'm not great at. <laughs> and then the other, the other work for me was trusting that that experience I had in the cosmos was just as real as this experience I have every single day and finding a way to bring the two together to um, harmonize those two realities to allow for the mystical and the magical and the astrologically glorious and to find the beauty and the majesty in every day and weave them together and so months went by as I tried to integrate that experience and then I decided to have another one and that one was with ayahuasca and I'd heard about ayahuasca and you know got it <laughs> ayahuasca brought me to my knees humbled me <laughs> put me in a bed by myself with music that looped for about three hours <laughs> the same song the Debbie prayer, which I love and hate simultaneously sometimes when it comes on. I'm like, <gasps> that song. <laughs> but also, I, it, was, it was amazing. So I was laying in, in this room that was a little girl's room with this medicine that is the grandmother and feeling, you know, like my own patterns with the feminine and um, ayahuasca for me was so fast. It's so quick. The, the images are too... I couldn't hold on to anything. It was coming in and moving. I was like, what is happening? It was rewiring so quickly that I, I couldn't find any steadiness in it. And so the images that I remember mostly were um, my mother when she was younger and what her dreams were. And the path that she's been on from what those dreams were to what her reality was. And then going back to my grandmother on my mom's side and what her dreams were and how her children put her onto a different path. And, and this sort of handing over of we can't realize our dreams. We can't actually manifest our dreams. And how that belief was like wired, wired into me and... And it was the lineage that was being passed on. You, you can't have what you most want. You, you just take what you get and you make the best of it. And, and that put me in this loop. And then the music, the uh, Debbie prayer is actually 108 names of the Divine Mother, I think is what it's called. And oh, it, was, it was hard. <laughs> it was a hard painful as beautiful as the first journey was that one was excruciating and and so uh it was like every fear i had was brought not every fear lots of my fears were brought to the surface and and gripped me and the medicine didn't release the grip and so i looped for hours until finally another woman came in and was like you got to get up <laughs> And even then, all I could do was like drag myself to the bathroom, pee, and then go back to the bed and lay there. And it took another probably hour, two hours before I finally, I just remember saying to myself, like, you have to get out of this. You have to step up. You have to leave this room. You have to move. And somehow finding this strength to do that. And then walking out and seeing the group space and going, 
I don't like this reality. I don't want to be in this anymore. This is not my truth. This is not who I am. And just wanting to go home, but not being able to go home. And like, oh, it was so hard. It was so hard. And that whole, like the next three or four months, I, I was in so much fear and doubt and created so much chaos in my reality, huge reframe with a partner I was working with on how we were going to do our work. And that brought all this other fear up about lack and abundance. I mean, it was, it took me down into this um, deep work, deep patterns. And, um, and it was a powerful teacher. You know, I, I, I think that would have been an easy time for addiction to pull me back to find some way out by more of that plant, more of that teaching. Um, but sitting in it and moving through it and then slowly finding like my steadiness and integrating the gifts from that came this really strong, deep commitment to myself of I am going to manifest my dreams. I am going to live my dreams and I'm going to show my children how they get to live their dreams too. And my dreams aren't going to be imposed upon their dreams. Like this path I'm walking is breaking this lineage that we have all been accepting of it has to be the way it is. And there is this fierce uh, long-term inner determination that was forged in that journey that hasn't left and there are times where I wonder, like, do I have the dream right? Should it be looking like this? Does the dream go this direction or this direction? <laughs> but when I come back to myself in meditation time and energy sessions and I sit in my quiet space and I show up here in guys' love, it's always so clear. It's like be present. Be present and speak your truth and share who you are and be love and stay the course and each next step is going to present itself and trust that and so that's what I've been doing <laughs> and the plant medicine since then um, as I was first being introduced to it there were quite a few more ceremonies faster because there was so much awakening and happening and the medicines were such facilitators for me and that was when I was going into my space over here while my husband's like, hey, <laughs> remember me? <laughs> when we made our decision to, to stop and to be still together and to literally like unite our hands again and go, okay, you and me, we're doing this. <laughs> one, one team, one couple, this is what we're doing. Um, I stepped back quite significantly from really any plant medicine space, a lot of the community work that I was doing, like I really came back and, and put more and more of my attention and my focus on my marriage, on this man who is such an incredible teacher for me. And we've been just having so much fun since then. So yeah, maybe plant medicine stories will come up again in the future. I don't know. Um, I feel like they're in me. The plants are constantly in me and working with me and guiding me. Um, and I don't necessarily need them to be, that's what I was going to say. One of the things that, uh, as Rebecca said in her book, that 
or in one of the interviews she had that resonated so deeply with me. She said, and her husband was validating it, she said, I used to go to the plant medicine space to access this way of feeling and being and this level of consciousness that I couldn't access on my own in my everyday life. So I would go to have a journey so I could touch that and try to understand it and grip it and bring it back in. These are my words, not her words, but that was the feeling that I got. And she said, what has been happening is that it's integrated and now I feel like the way I am most of the time is what I used to have to go to a journey to experience to bring back. And I, I felt that for her and definitely for myself. Like the, the way that I would trust how the medicine, I would give my power to the plants. I would say the medicine is teaching and showing me these things. I don't actually know them as true for myself. But I can feel it and I'm going to bring it back into my life and I'm going to try to unravel it and integrate it and believe it in me. And what I have found is that, especially when I started uh, writing the books, you know, when I would channel, I don't even know channel, it's like what I was describing last week, all of these energies, voices, consciousness come into my crown and then, you know, my work is to align, whoops, to align them and receive whatever the information is. I have found processes that, that help me bring it in so powerfully, so quickly, so precisely that when I align it and channel it out, the words are seamless. And, and that's how I recorded my books. I would just sit with my phone and, and set the intention, like I had learned in medicine journeys and in um, you know, my own energy sessions, like set the intention. I'm ready to receive the wisdom for this book. And here's what the title of the book is. Just like on the podcast, coupling. <laughs> I would get a title, Just Why Light. And in would come all this information. I would record it into my phone and a chapter would be written. In ver it would be verbal and I would have to sit down and transcribe it. But the precision and the accuracy, the truth that was coming through me was, was absolutely accessible sitting here in my room without any, um, anything, any plant medicines, any guides, any, I mean, physical guides, any deep meditation or trance or breath work, <laughs> I would just sit here and it would come through. And, and that to me is like the ultimate validation of integration when the trust is so profound and so intrinsically inside of me it's it just is me and and I I know and feel and hear the accuracy of the energy that's coming through and I can translate it and so the books were powerful teachers for me of trust and precision and allowing and aligning and receiving and expressing and so yeah, I feel the integration. I, I can feel how I don't have to go anywhere or do something in order to be living this truth that is my soul, my infinite soul in this human body. And that's so cool. It's like such a, such a beautiful, peaceful way to live. And 
And it really allows me, it allows me because I'm so present in my own journey, my own life, it allows me to really hold space for the people around me with less attachment or expectation or judgment. Um, because I know my path was a hot mess. My path was like circular spirals, ups and downs, <laughs> backwards, forwards. My path was not like this super sweet highway to awakening and truth and integration. <laughs> it was a, it was a goat path. It was, it was crazy for a while. It was all over the place. And yet here I am in this moment loving what I've created and who I am and how I express who I am. And so if I can find my way through all of that stuff, then I trust everyone else is able to also. And it's not my job to uh, judge or correct or evaluate anyone else's path and say it should be any different than what it is. I mean, that's challenging sometimes because I see the people around me who I really love struggling or looping or suffering and I want to make it easier but it's not mine to do that you know if they ask for something of course I'll offer a reflection but one of the things that I most value about the partnership that I had uh, where we were doing energy work together and I was introduced to plant medicines besides the introduction of plant medicine. That was like top <laughs> as a thank you to her. But it was also, um, she would model for me how to respect someone else's right to their experience. And one of the things she would often say is, may I offer you a reflection? And I, I have practiced that as much as possible all the time to not assume that somebody wants to hear what I have to say. <laughs> it's hard sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I got to really bite my lip, but it's, it's their right to just be in their experience without my interference or projection into their experience. And so I tend to say that as much as I can remember you know, may I offer you this reflection? And if, and you have the right to say no. And if they say no, I'm like, absolutely, absolutely. I'm right here and I love you. Like, perfect, <laughs> you know? Because um, it's always just through my lens, isn't it, for all of us? It's always just through our lens. And we may think that their path should look a certain way or go a certain direction, but how do we know better than they know? We don't. We don't. I had many people tell me, you shouldn't be doing plant medicines. You're going off the rails, and this is not good for you, and you need to come on back to this reality, and <laughs> you need to not hang out with those people. I had a lot of fear and, and judgment projected at me, and yet I could feel in myself something is happening. These plants are allies. They're teachers. They are helping me propel myself into who I know I came here to be and align me with like the highest expression of who I am and so my choice to trust was what I knew was right for me and others didn't see it that way so their projections onto me weren't serving and so my projections onto anyone else right now don't serve either right it's can we can we coupling. <laughs> we'll go back to the title again. Can we have the fastener in the middle that brings the two together on this mechanical connection and trust that that energy, that fastener 
coupling energy in the middle is the the magic right and I get to be the fullness of myself and my husband gets to be the fullness of himself and then we have this agreement to do it together so yeah I mean you could connect that to sex if you want <laughs> but it's also about like commitment and honoring and respect and trust and yeah there's one other little nugget on that one of the things I used to grip onto hold on to really tightly and I believe this comes from being divorced and the the trauma of a divorce you know divorce literally just brings you to your knees and, or for me and then you have to re uh, prioritize and identify and discover like who you are and what your values are because marriage and then divorce are polar opposites and how do you reconcile the two and so for me one of the things that I gripped onto so tightly with my second husband is we're always going to be together. We will be together forever, no matter what. And then when we hit our roadblock and we, we had to really look at who am I wanting to travel a cosmos where he is so happy here in this human realm and not wanting to access those things or discuss those things or go on these journeys with me. Like he wants to be right here. And so when we came back together, you know, part of our, conversations were and I, I feel like this is such a healthy place to get to in any relationship part of the agreement is I I will be true to who I am I will I will stand in my own integrity and authenticity always and I ask that you do the same and and as long as it aligns for both of us we'll be together we'll stay committed we'll be in this coupling together not knowing what the future holds and who we will each become and what what journeys take us where so for me loosening that grip of it has to be Brad and I forever the rest of our lives and we will make this work I mean you can feel the contraction around that instead there's this there's just this delight that I have of oh my god I still adore you I still love you I love that we go to bed together at night and wake up every morning and I love that we get to play and create and build and share and and I choose you I choose you over and over again and and so we're in that space where that's a true feeling inside of each of us it's authentic and real and and the coupling is strong and staying together if it shifts then then we have to be willing to rediscuss, reevaluate what serves us. And that's a completely different way of being in a relationship for me than than I've ever had. Um, even in my friendships. And I think a lot of that goes back to what I've talked about in the space before. You know, all the moves that we had when I was a child and and a young woman, like so much uh, turmoil and transition and um, moving energy <laughs> there wasn't a lot of settled stability <laughs> a star shakes it off there wasn't a lot of that stability and so marriage for me and friendships I would grip my children I would grip to to hold on to that stability now I feel that within me like I know who I am I know why I'm here and I know the energy and the frequency I hold, and I will always attract towards me people who want to be in that energy with me, who want to 
co-create and experience life through the same filter that I have. Um, not the same filter, but, you know, the same frequency that I have. And so for now, and hopefully for always, that's with my husband, who is just awesome. And if it changes, we'll talk about it then, right? So I guess coupling also comes with this sense of um, gratitude and, like I talked about with Gaia, like reverence, deep appreciation for what is true and real in this moment and not being attached to what it looks like in the future or what's going to come next, but being right here. Yeah. <laughs> Man, my guides, they give me a title and then they stream all of this beauty through me that I didn't even know was waiting to be shared. So yeah, I created a new moon video yesterday and, um, I did a new moon meditation. So all of that is available on my YouTube channel, my website. Um, I think I have links on Instagram. I don't know. Check it out. Um, there was some beautiful, there was a beautiful message from Gaia, from the universe in the meditation. It was absolutely, um, it was so steadying for me to flow that energy through me in a meditative space um, and to be able to share that. So if you're feeling like the world is rocky right now, which it certainly looks that way, um, that meditation might be really supportive for you. So you can find that on my website in my store. So viviangerard.com in my store under New Moon Magic uh, for Pisces. So if you're looking for support, that's a great place to find it. Um, yeah, that's what I got for now. I wish you a very beautiful weekend. And I will see you back here next week. Thank you for tuning into this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me on Facebook or Instagram in a community I call the Gaia Tribe Reunion, where we show up together to share our soul's gifts, what we came here to Gaia to contribute to humanity. You can learn more at viviangerard.com. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.